from a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Later on this hour, we'll be going over to Shirley Lin's musical extravaganza, Jukebox Republic. But as always, we start off the week with a fresh new episode of Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, August 24th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today is Shirley Lin. Hello. In just a moment, we'll be telling you about uh, the possible shortcomings of Taiwan's work-study abroad program. Then we'll be talking about a master craftsman who is still going well into his 90s and introducing you to Taiwan's dog doctors. All that coming up next. Please stick around. For a number of years now, Taiwan has been reaching these working holiday exchange program agreements with a range of countries. I think the first one, let's see, it says the first one was New Zealand in mm. 2004. Uh, but there's now 17, as of the time when we're, when we're recording this. Uh, there's 12 countries in Europe, four in the Asia-Pacific region, and then there's also Canada. So uh, that's quite a wide range of opportunities. And it's reciprocal, so people from those countries can come here as well. Uh, unfortunately, it seems that the government needs to do more to attract people to to come here, though, because we haven't had much trouble convincing Taiwanese people to go abroad, but the opposite isn't always the case. Uh, actually, the number of Taiwanese people going abroad has sort of been falling in recent years, uh, by about 2,000 uh-huh. or so, between 2017 and last year. Of course, this year is an exception. Uh, right, and with the pandemic. If, you're thinking, if you think about it, kind of an odd time to be discussing this. But anyway, uh, there was sort of an annual audit report done uh, by the National Audit Office on you know this program. Mm-hmm. And uh, they found that, uh, for instance, only about 200 to 300 Europeans are applying each year. And, you know, that's not great when you consider that even... Last year, when numbers were down, about 25,000 Taiwanese people went overseas. Mm. I think largely to Europe, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think uh, I think those uh, working holiday programs abroad is very attractive to Taiwanese people because we're a small country. Mm. And I've been back in town for 30 years, almost 30 years. And, you know, I think Taiwanese people really need to get out more and see the world because we're such a small, tiny little island, this huge, huge world, you know, Earth. And so... I can see why it's really attractive mm. to Taiwanese people. And I even have a friend who went to Australia, I think. Um, and, you know, usually these working holiday programs like one year long. Right. But he's, he's staying. He, he just fell in love, you know, with the country that he's there now. Wow. And he's making that place his home. And so, 
it's it's it is true. We don't hear that much about working holiday programs in Taiwan to attract other people over. I wonder why they're not promoting that as much because hmm. we don't know how. I mean, I mean, we've got a great. We're always you know telling people about how great Taiwan is, but then why don't we try to attract town uh, people to come over to Taiwan because of these working holidays and programs? The thing is. A lot of it is you have to come here and then you get hooked. That happened to me. I think that happened to Andrew, Andrew as well. Yeah, and, and a lot of other people I've interviewed. Many other people. But the key is you have to get them here first so they can see it for themselves because there isn't a whole lot of information, I think, comparatively overseas. Yeah. So yeah. You, you you definitely hit one nail on the head, and that is that Australia is very popular. Uh, mm. That's one of the primary destinations. But Japan... Uh, the UK, South Korea, and Canada are also, uh, according to this audit, where most Taiwanese people are heading. Um, and it's not that there is no work being done to promote Taiwan. I mean, the foreign ministry has an, an English-language website for Taiwan's program that provides all the information you would need, visa information, they talk to you about travel and work opportunities, where you can go to study Chinese while you're here. Mm -hmm. And we have really, when it comes to Chinese learning, if that's your goal, Taiwan is definitely the place to come. Yes. Also scholarships, Yeah. I guess if you wanted to stay uh, longer, that's some useful information to have. Yeah, we're talking about government-sponsored scholarships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... I think you can probably, one of the reasons, okay, so we do need a change of perspective, and a lot of Taiwanese people want to expand their horizons, mm -hmm. you're right. The big pull, I think, for a lot of people, especially I've heard in Australia, is that you, by working one year there, even as you have a good time and it's not like full-time work, uh, you enjoy yourself, it's also a vacation, yeah. you can make a lot of money. You yeah. can come back to Taiwan <laughs> with... A seriously enlarged bank account. The reverse is not necessarily true. It's is that right? Low income oh. or low chances to earn that, you know, uh, I think is one of the biggest obstacles. But they also mention, and I think here you also just said it, uh, shortcomings in internationalization. That's another barrier mm. to attracting people. I'm not sure what they mean exactly by shortcomings in internationalization. Mm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think maybe getting the word out. Right, and maybe advertising. It's maybe the language. I don't know. Well, it's in Eng I mean, the website's in English. I just, yeah, maybe if people don't know about it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I meant like you know they think that oh I don't speak Chinese so maybe you mm. know they wouldn't consider Taiwan or they don't know the how friendly Taiwanese people are even for people who don't speak any English they're still very friendly yeah. to you and help but, you. Around. But you have to like actually have met someone from Taiwan first to know that. I know it's always it, a lot it, of time. Weren't you? Were you, I mean, were you because of a friend who told you? I've interviewed, anyway, I've interviewed a lot of people who said that a friend told them who's already in Taiwan, tell them to come to Taiwan. So that's why they came without knowing anything about Taiwan before. And then they came and they got stuck here. I mean, like, they fell in love and just stayed. Well, I kind of knew what I was getting into. I mean, I... I but, uh, right, but, you, yeah, you too. And uh, It and, was a Chinese professor who was from Taiwan. Who, uh, who told you about Taiwan? Who said that, well, because... Uh, there was another program, and that didn't go through. Yeah. And I was trying to think of what to do with the summer. Yeah. And uh, and so she was like, well, you you could go to Taiwan. Oh, and, there you go. And I did. And, oh. and uh, well, I'm here. <laughs> so. And little did you know that you were going to work at RTI as a program where you've listened to 
for a long time when you were a teenager so, or something. Like I said, I, I knew what I was getting into. It wasn't like I didn't know anything about Taiwan, but right. I've never, never been here before, though. Yeah. And and so, but once you you, you come, you're hooked. A lot you're of people hooked. report that, but you have yes. to get them here first. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what do we do about this? Um, uh, it says here that international youth are largely unfamiliar with Taiwan also. And, and it's true. I mean, if you have a whole range of, for instance, I think, it's not just us that has these 17 agreements. Plenty of other countries probably have similar arrangements. And when you're presented with a whole list of possibilities, a whole world of possibilities, you're, I think a lot of people are going to go with the big hitters, the ones that are always in the news or yeah. you know, have big – people have heard of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it's There's still a lot of people who haven't heard of Taiwan. <laughs> right. It's, it's, the number of people willing to go off the beaten path and try it out are probably fewer. But so uh, I think uh, one of the big things that they're, it looks like they're trying to do is uh, asking the foreign ministry, this auditing office is asking the foreign ministry to look at ways to focus on getting more people from the Asia Pacific region to come here. So, okay. um So far, we don't really have that many. I mean, there's New Zealand, Australia... Uh, Japan and South Korea. So that's four of the 17 are, are in the re- general region. Okay. They're particularly looking at trying to get in touch with Australian authorities to seek their help in promoting the program, like helping get the word out. Mm. Um, they also, of course, would like for more Europeans to come. I'm not sure when any of this is going to happen. I mean, <laughs> this year is just... Uh, yeah. We'll just have to... Wait until next, next year. Uh, yeah. But anyway, there's a lot to be done. Well, people my age will probably have to wait until their 90s to retire, but uh, usually, uh, at least now, uh, that's sort of an age at which you probably don't imagine yourself working. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this craftsman is not giving up, and uh, it's a very traditional and demanding craft that he practices. Yes, we're talking about um, making these uh, lanterns. I think they call them peace lanterns because it's the month. Uh, it's a ghost month in Taiwan right now. So what's what are so, peace lanterns and what is okay, the connection so, with ghosts? Right, and so uh, apparently the ghost month is when they say the deceased, take the spirits come back, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, these lanterns supposedly are to lead them the way to back to earth, kind of thing. Okay. So that's the whole idea, and you would hang them outside your house so that you know. They, um, you don't want the ghosts in your house. I mean, you want to lead them, put them away from your house, so to speak. So it's uh, Thomas people are pretty superstitious, and they really follow these traditions. Although it is a dying tradition, and um, we're talking about ninety-five year old um, uh, uh, um, this craftsman. His name is Wei Youqian, and he's from Yunlin, Beigang. I've I, I've yet to get there someday. It's a great place. It's a place for known for a lot of traditional culture, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's in yeah. central Taiwan. Right, right. And so he's still making this craft. Um, you know, he has a, a, a skill of using sheet metal, and he actually uses sheet metal in making these lanterns. Oh. Now, these lanterns, first of all, there's a straw hat, you know, the traditional kind of um, straw hats that Taiwanese farmers probably wear mm-hmm. when they, you know, go out farming on in the field and to shade them from the sun. So um, it would have one of these straw hats and then it would have four uh, hanging sort of like paper kind of money um, oh. and, and they're all different colors. I see Wait. this picture? Yeah, this, this picture right here. See that? Okay. And then 
they're they are supposed to represent the four directions: the north, south, east, west. So they can point the way to whichever exactly. way. Exactly, and also provide the these spirits the money to spend during their month of travel, oh. so to speak. So okay. it is a month long period. Right? It is. I know. I've never seen one of these before. I know. I've not time seen I've this ever kind. Seen one of these. Yeah, exactly. So maybe the only place you can probably see them is in Bacon, and probably you know when you get there, you're going to be sure that all of these are made by this craftsman way. And are they done know? by hand? I mean, yes, I guess they have to by be. hand. And it takes him three days to make each one. Wow. And I'm thinking, like, wow, three days? So it's kind of like because he's using sheet metal. You know, when you think about you know like molding the sheet metal, melting down. I'm, I don't know, like as if I know about this technology. So, so it looks like there's a uh, a glass box that he, I guess he's made from Encasing sheet metal. Sheet metal. And to there's encase writing a light on it. Bulb, right? There's a light bulb because I guess you have, we have to have it. some concessions to modernity. Yeah. Um, and I guess in the past they might have used a candle or something. Uh, yeah. And there's writing on it, and then. Above it is the hat that you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, suspended above it. And then, like you said, hanging from all four corners are sort of tassels of this money. I guess the idea is that they rip it off and take it with them as they go on their way. Each one is pointing to one direction so they can figure out... Uh, yeah, where it's supposed to go. You know, it's funny because um, the kind of um, paper money that we used to, it's like squarish or rectangular mm-hmm. But these are looking like... like how how would I say it? Like streamers, you like know? Ribbons, yeah. Yeah, like ribbons. So it's really quite interesting. They're different colors and everything. Yeah, okay, so that straw hat apparently is also to shade the spirits from wind There's only and one. rain and how many do you have spirits <laughs> can they cram into that? It looks more like it's protecting the money that's hanging you know, the okay. paper money is hanging uh, from below it. But anyway, it's really so quite amazing. Signposts for the underworld. Yeah. And so um basically but the tradition is really dying. Not that many people are asking for him to make these um, lanterns but then there are still some people do and um, they would hang them outside the house for a whole month during the ghost month Mm -hmm. never to take it down and um, basically he says as long as he's still able he's going to continue to make these lanterns and he's 95 years old and there are actually people coming from other town out of town who hear about him and they would come and you know buy or order his lanterns I wonder if they're expensive yeah I don't know, a handmade, and it's really not small, I would say. I mean, well, you know. It's a, it's a sizable, you know. it's like a mob- mobile, you know, those art mm. installations. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the other reason I, I think the tradition was, might be dying is because uh, nowadays, of course, they have these uh, paper offerings you can burn, and they include things like mobile phones, and they probably just have... Virtual. They probably just have Google I Maps know. now. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't heard about virtual, you know, these peace lanterns, though, right? You know, so... You, I mean, if people are still... They don't need still... anymore. They're looking at their phones that they've offered. So, yeah, people are... I don't know. The, modernized. The ghosts are modernizing and, too. <laughs> and so not following tradition as much, I guess. Well, it's good to know. They're losing it. You do not see these in Taipei. I've no, never seen I one. know. Yeah, except only down south, you it know, in a, um, the countryside. An old tradition. Yes. Well, it's good to see someone's keeping it all alive. When I say dog doctor, you might think of a veterinarian, but actually I'm talking about doctors that are actually dogs. Oh. And these are certified doctors. They're not just they're not just calling them that. There's a rigorous program <laughs> oh, okay. that they have to pass through before they can be declared doctors. Um, these are, as you might expect, therapy dogs 
and there have been more than 500 of them trained and and vetted, pardon the pun, over the past two decades, actually, uh, to provide uh, as animal-assisted therapies for people who are in like rehabilitation. And these include both children and uh, senior citizens. Uh, the founder of the group is named, coincidentally, Shirley, Shirley okay. Chen, <laughs> Shirley Chen, not Lin, okay. um, who founded this association. And uh, she would she was overseas for a while and volunteered at an animal hospital there. I guess she has a veterinary background. And she saw dog doctors there. So I guess the concept comes from abroad. She then founded this association. It's called the Anim- Formosa Animal Assisted Activity and Therapy Association, uh, in 2001, and uh, she. All, the nice thing about it is that uh, stray dogs are trained for this because oh, Taiwan does wow. have, unfortunately, a lot of strays. I know too many. Um, and so they, I guess, get them and train them to give them a second chance to foster, you know, a nice relationship with people that maybe they didn't get the first time around. That must be hard training stray dogs, though. You getting, know, well, getting them to trust people, I'm sure, is not. Oh, that that that's the big step, the first step. Hmm. So, uh, what do these dog doctors do exactly? Um, there's a lot of things. One of them is accompanying people, like through their everyday life, and there's also uh, the rehabilitation therapy. And you can get these dog doctors to care for you in mostly in schools, but also in medical institutions and, and care centers, like uh, homes for elderly people who need some assistance. Um, I guess they call them assisted living facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is remarkable, though, that uh, what, what these dogs can do. It improves their mood. People have something to look forward to. Oh, I can see that. A woman with terminal cancer who was told she had only eight months to live had a doc a dog doctor looking after her. She has lived for more than seven years. <laughs> I'm not sure if Isn't the dog doctor amazing? can be credited for that, but uh, I'm sure it definitely helped. Yes. And she still visits the dog doctor frequently. Um, some children in special education settings are a bit afraid of the dogs at first, but they get used to it very fast. And uh, the dogs actually have some kids who maybe are not so verbal uh, or have difficulty speaking. It gets them talking. Mm. Uh, they said the teachers sometimes um, encourage the kids to say the names of the dogs or talk with them while they're together. And they do. Mm. Uh, and it, So it really is remarkable. Um, and uh, it says that patients can comb and pet the dogs, take them for walks, play fetch. There's all sorts of things they can do. Um, and it looks like these are dogs that actually volunteer them out because they have owners. They're not like part of they're oh. not the association's dogs. It looks like so. Okay. Um, I guess they uh, are volunteered out to do this, um, and it says that uh, the owners are actually there at some of the sessions, which makes puts the dogs on their best behavior. I suppose it says mm. it motivates the dogs to be their best. It's not easy. Uh, the dogs have to be enrolled in a three-level training course. Okay. Uh, there's aptitude. The dog's health are, are all assessed. Each level in, involves six weeks of exercises, and the dogs wow. have to have their full attention paid to this. Then they are, they're allowed to intern. Okay. That's what they call it, intern, at therapy facilities. Only when they have enough experience can they join, it says here, the ranks of certified dog doctors. And they have an annual refresher course, too. So this is serious business. It it's is. A, um, well, it should be, I guess, you know, because they're taking care of these people right. who need them. Some of them are... 
dogs that I guess different groups or associations have because some of them are going to be like full-time therapeutic carers. But uh, owners who hope to learn more about dog behaviors are also welcome to enroll their dogs. I'm not sure how pleased the dogs are about that, but... Mm -hmm. You said in the beginning that they, they, they can be found at schools. So yeah. they accompany, like, you know, maybe special need kids to yeah, school yeah. and, and like, there the whole day. Wow. Um, I think they have Probably. sessions. They have sessions with them. Yeah. It doesn't look like they're always in one place regularly, okay. but it says that they have, like, regularly scheduled sort of sessions, at least with some of the, the, the patients in hospitals, for instance. Huh. So okay. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I like to believe that... Uh, that woman who uh, yes. has kept on going, despite the prognosis that, that the dog doctor may have had something to do I with that. I would think so. <laughs> this is a great program. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if you've noticed this. Some stations on our metro network have uh, started doubling as flower shops. Okay. Yeah, I think um, the one right near RTI, the Yuanshan MRT stop, I think I've seen uh, a flower shop encased in this glass encasing, a big one. And it's like displayed all the different flower arrangements inside. Oh, okay. I thought I that, that was just decoration, is. but it turns out oh. they may be for sale. Okay. Um, it turns out, uh, you know, everything is interconnected, I suppose. Uh, one of the Unseen victims of the COVID-19 pandemic has been Taiwan's flower industry. Mm. Specifically, flower exports have collapsed. And uh, so Songjiang Nanjing Station, which is sort of down, not downtown, but sort of downtown, sort of, has yeah. uh, been putting on these floral exhibits and selling flowers since June. Okay. I guess I haven't gotten around there enough. I no. hadn't noticed. Uh, this is in collaboration, it says, with the Taipei Flower Auction Company and the Agriculture and Food Agency. Um, apparently, last year, they'd done something similar. Uh, it doesn't say what. Oh, they did? Okay. It doesn't say what they did, but uh -huh. something similar uh, right. that apparently benefited both the metro and the metro system and floral businesses here. Uh, people liked it. Again, I don't know what it was. I don't. Mm. I didn't notice any flowers last year. Mm. Maybe I don't pay enough attention. Yeah. Um, the approach is aimed, it says here, to cultivate a taste for flowers among the public. And, of course, once again, uh, provide some relief to exporters. Uh, it says here, I did not know this. I knew orchids. Taiwanese orchids are very well prized overseas. But I didn't know that about a third of uh, Taiwan's floral products are, were exported last year. Uh-huh. 61% was shipped to Japan and the U.S. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I'd never heard of floral products when I was living in the States from Taiwan. But mm. I guess uh, there's a significant uh, business to be done there. Uh, the global flower market for Taiwanese floral products has shrunk by 20% since COVID-19 broke out. Mm. And Taiwanese people, meanwhile, spend generally less than uh, 34 U.S. dollars a year on flowers. Uh, you a, have to really love flowers too. Like my mom loves flowers, so she makes sure that she gets flowers on New Year's, mm -hmm. flowers on special occasions. But for those, you know, like I don't have a green thumb. <laughs> oh, so it doesn't say here whether that includes potted plants, because if it's potted plants, then I definitely spend more than that per year. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know, I have a little 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 balcony garden going, um, <laughs> but it, apparently that. 34 U.S. dollars per year is only around a third of what uh, people in certain Western countries spend annually on flowers. If it's like bouquets, then definitely I don't spend anything. <laughs> they, they, there's nowhere to put them, you know, and they uh, wilt, and it's kind of depressing. And 
You need a flower vase, just yeah. in case, John. You need a flower vase at home. <laughs> and then you're, 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 if you're allergic, anyway. Oh, well, um, that's another issue. So these are mini, mini shops. And I think they're in existing, like, sort of uh, kiosks that, mm-hmm. that they already had there. And they've, they set them up in, it doesn't say which MRT stations. I guess you said Grandchan might be one of them. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look next time I pass through there. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look on my way home today. Uh, it says that, you know, we've got two million riders a day. Hopefully, it'll soothe commuters. Yes. Or make them sneeze if they have hay fever. Well, I guess everyone has to wear <laughs> like a mask you. now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Um, and hopefully get those flower sales back up for our Taiwanese flower growers. All right, well, that just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Shirley Lin. Well, you'll be hearing from Shirley in just a moment. We're going back over to Shirley for Jukebox Republic, so stay tuned. Boss Republic, I'm Shirley Lin. Try me if I can talk about a wristwatch for the whole show today, because I think I can. So the story goes that I had been looking for a new watch for some time, because the old one was kind of old and worn, like the paint was coming off on uh, the white part of the watch belt was like not white anymore. It took me a couple of months before I finally found the watch of my love. I almost gave up, but I found it. It's proudly wrapped around my left wrist right now. You say it's long past the era of wearing wristwatches, but I'm not a young person. So, yes, for some things, I like retro style, like wearing a watch. Well, there are tons of other reasons why I wear a watch, but let's start with a song. I want to say I found the watch I wanted, and I'm loving it. Cao Xi Huan, really love it, by Huang Yi Da.
So I used to only wear a certain brand of watches made in Switzerland, and not just one, but like five or six at a time. And I change every day according to what I'm wearing that day. You know, clothes-wise, that's how vain I was. But the watches I didn't think were that expensive, so I can keep. You know, I can buy five or six at a time. But anyway,、um, when I tried to look for a shop in Taipei that sells them recently, I couldn't find any. They usually have a counter in the malls or department stores, but not anymore. I mean, there are a few shops still,、um, except that they're not near anywhere I live or work. So maybe they closed most of them because of the、uh, pandemic. I don't know. Without that brand, I just didn't know what else to look for. So I even thought about, well, let me try not. Wearing a watch and see if I can live without a watch. That means looking at my mobile instead. I did that for one day, and but that was it. I'm so used to looking down on my watch for the time, you know. So then I saw a friend、uh, wearing a new watch. It was a white watch with a white chain band, really nice looking. And I have to explain why I'm looking for this particular kind of watch. See, I have very small wrists. People have commented about it. Even I find it grotesque having such small wrists, you know. So I feel like I have to wear a watch so that it can cover up my small wrists. You see, well, that's why I wear a silver bracelet on my right wrist. You think it's kind of vain reason for wearing a watch, but wait until you see my wrists. I feel that I can only buy watches that have chain bands, not leather bands, so that I can remove as many sections of the chain as I need to to fit on my small wrist. You know what I mean? So I knew I wanted a similar style of watch, just like hers. So a couple of days later, I went shopping with my husband and saw some similar models.、Um, they turned out to be white bands made of ceramic with gold or silver metal rim around the ceramic parts. So, yeah, can you believe it? White ceramic pieces that go around the wrist. And guess what? I found a song that's called Ceramic. Keep on. 
That was a song called Ceramic, Tao Chi, by Wang Liren. But you know what? These ceramic band watches are so expensive because it's a you know it's a it's a brand name. They cost about a thousand four hundred U.S. dollars each. When I used to spend just you know a hundred some dollars on watches, I know I love it. It looks really nice. My hubby Big John told me to go ahead and buy it. He said I deserve it. Pamper myself. I was so tempted, but I've never bought anything that expensive in my life. I don't think. We even went to dinner at a nearby restaurant and sat on the idea. But at the end, I couldn't bring myself to buy it. I said I'm not giving up. I'm still going to go around and look for it. You know, something similar. I want to be happy with what I get for myself, not wanting to be anxious about wearing a one thousand four hundred dollar watch around me wherever I go. I would be afraid to break it. You know, I want to get a watch that would make me be happy for myself. So that's this next song by Man Man Shuo, a band. 为自己开心 be happy for myself.
Was Wei Ziji Kaishin Be Happy for Myself by Murmur Show. That's the name of the band. Then two days later, I was at a hypermart with my husband again. It's a hypermart where they have a couple of stores and counters selling different kinds of things other than grocery, okay? So it's more than just a supermarket. Then I saw this counter selling watches. I just thought, oh, why don't I just walk over and see what they have? And lo and behold, I saw a watch looking just like the one I was looking for. It's white and it's got a band with white ceramic, but the price was only 102 US dollars. 
it's some brand I never heard of, but it didn't matter because I immediately fell in love with it. We still went to dinner first because my hubby was starving, and、uh, it was dinner time. So after dinner, I went straight back to the counter. I asked to try it on, and I just loved it. She removed four ceramic pieces before it fit nicely on my small wrist. So it just goes on to say that good things come to those who are patient, right? I am so happy for myself th- that I waited out and found something I absolutely love. So, thank you so much for tuning in to Joe Boss Republic. I really did end this show talking just about my wristwatch, and、um, I'm going to end with another song called "Chao Xi Huan Ni," Super Like You by Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. 心跳快得很可怕，呼吸大到有气压，手心冒汗可以浇花。生活变似个漫画，喜怒哀乐被放大，身不由己没有办法。这样怎么可以这样爱超出了想象？就算世界与我为敌，我超喜欢你，超喜欢你不能分离，我只相信这个真理，百步荆棘万步磨砺，我超喜欢你，我慢慢不能清醒，从未不想清醒。说的话，身体一体，我表达。一旦爱了，不能作假。一度觉得很头大，怀疑细胞有偏差。可是爱了没有办法。就是可以这样，就是可以这样疯狂。就是可以这样，就是可以这样，爱超出了想象。就算世界与我为敌，我超喜欢你。喜欢你，是我放在心里好久的秘密，我不敢告诉你，甚至没有勇气说服我自己。我问问上帝，你怎么突破我们之间距离？站在原地是有意往前一步，又怕吓到你。我号称黄金右脚，很多次天下无敌，自由来去，怎么踏进这禁区，马上败在你手里。就算世界与我为敌，我超喜欢你。
I've only just gotten this watch for a couple of days, and you won't believe it. I'm looking at it all the time, as if like a you know, <laughs> mesmerized by it. I've never been like this before with any watch I've had in my life. Anyway, I just say I love it. So, 喜欢我很喜欢 I really really like it. And this is song by Tao Jingying, Matilda Tao. Thank you so much for tuning in to Jubas Republic again. I'm Shirley Lin at Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies: in Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. 
Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.